say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. You need another chance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new direction. I'm Jay Izzo, your host. And we really have a powerful show today. Every show that I do is a great show, but some shows are just more powerful, I believe, than others. And I think today's show is without exception. We are going to uh, do something a little bit unique and different. And that is, you know, the name of this program is called A New Direction with Jay Izzo. That's, that's the name of the program. And the reason why we call it a new direction is because we try to find, help people find a new direction in their life, their business, or their career. And so I, I, I am one who is never afraid to do something that might be a little edgy. And because I don't think there should be subject matter that we should just avoid because we don't like to hear about it or we don't want to talk about it. And I want to tell you that today we're going to talk about depression and dealing with depression. And what's really cool is I have this really awesome guest by the name of Chris Jones who wrote these two science fiction books. Uh, one's called Lost in Time and the other is Reset the Future and it's a reversion. And we're going to be talking with him today because he fights his own battle of depression and he used writing these books these two books that I'm showing you right now, he used these books and more because this is a series of books that he's writing, these science fiction books available on Amazon. He's using these and more in order to help him with, with, with his issues of depression, which he's going to talk about. But also he, when this was pitched to me, right? When his publicist pitched this to me, his, his publicist said, look, He's, he's a guy who has, deals with depression, and he really wants to help people out with this. And I thought, that's the type of person that I want on the show, is somebody that is going to be authentic and transparent and honest with what he's going through, and at the same time, um, is, is, can help others overcome what they're dealing with, and with depression in particular. So that's why kind of I, I really feel like this is a powerful show today. And so if you have folks, and listen, we all deal with depression on some level. If you, if you live long enough, you're going to be depressed about something, whether it's uh, situational depression, whether, you know, because a situation's come up. I mean, loss of a loved one could cause uh, depression, certainly. But maybe, you know, some people go through the lifetime, you know, in and out of depression. Some people have major depression. Well, we're going to talk about all those things. But... Uh, and we're going to talk with Chris here in a second. Before I do, but let's do what I do every week. And let's check in with you with your four areas of your life, right? I believe that we are four-part four people. We are physical people, mental people, spirit, uh, emotional people, and spiritual people. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being amazing, physically, where are you at right now? So, and, and I'm going to ask you, I want you to think about it. You know, how are you doing? You know, getting, you know, it's New Year's resolution time, right? Which I don't really believe in, but that's okay. That's another story. But uh, like, how are you doing physically? Where, where are you at? Are you getting, are you exercising regularly? Are you eating right? Uh, if you're on some sort of things to help, you know, like say cholesterol, are you doing everything that you're supposed to be doing for that, right? And whatever your number is, I don't care what your number is. I don't care if it's a three, four, five, six. The whole goal is, how do you get to the next number? So if you're a four, how do you get to a five? If you're five, how do you get to a six? What do you need to change right now? I don't want you to wait and say, well, this is what I'm going to do tomorrow. No, what I want you to do is I want you to think right now, 
what do you need to change in order to move that number up physically, all right? And then do it. Don't wait. Do it. Got it? Okay, so you got the first number. That's a physical number. All right, let's talk about mentally. And mentally, what I'm talking about here on that scale of 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being great, mentally, what I'm talking about is what are you doing to exercise your mind, right? What are you reading? What are you putting inside your mind that you're able to grow and expand your mind because you got to understand that your brain is is right and left for a reason right the right side of your brain is the creative side the left side of your brain is the more logical side so you know we need to be doing things to exercise both halves of our brain right so what are you reading what are you intaking to exercise your brain all right and 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 i and i and what is that on that scale of one to ten one being miserable ten being being awesome where are you at with that mentally? Okay, got that number? So you got two numbers. You got physical and mental. Third one, emotionally. Where are you at emotionally on that scale of one to ten? One being miserable, ten being great. And emotionally, what I'm talking about is I'm talking about your emotional quotient, your emotional IQ. Uh, that's when I'm talking about there is how well are you able to control your emotions? Right? And and by the way, controlling your emotions is an intentional thing. Okay, and and you can be better at controlling your emotions. You you do not have to respond the same way emotionally just because you feel that way. You don't have to do something on the basis of what you feel. You can actually intentionally say, I may feel this way, but I don't have to respond this way emotionally. I can I can overcome it. I'm not saying it's easy. Right? But the more you practice how to overcome your emotions and dealing with your emotions, the better you get with them. And the other part of emotions are also how well are you able to relate to other people's emotions? Okay? That that's all part of that number of the scale of one to ten. So if you know, if you're five, you feel like you're doing kind of average with your emotions, right? But how are you gonna get to a six in controlling your emotions and moaning better with others? Right? Thanks, Chris, for watching and listening. So how are you doing with that? Okay, so three numbers so far. Now let's go to the fourth side, and that is the spiritual side of you. And I know that I get so many of you who say to me, "Well, Jay, I'm not a, I'm not a spiritual person. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't believe in God." Okay, but trust me when I say to you that there is a spiritual side to all of us. There is a side to you that believes in things that you cannot see, that you have faith in somewhere, that even though you can't see them, you still do them. All right. Even if you don't believe in God, I promise you there is something that you, you do that walks by faith on some level. I promise you, you do that. And if it is God, how is that relationship going? But some people, it's nature. Some people, it's karma. Some, some people, it's something else. Okay. But the, the point is, how are you doing where you're centered spiritually, where you're finding a sense of peace, a sense of joy, a sense of calmness? I didn't say happiness. I said joy. It's two different things. All right. And then on that scale of one to 10. All right. So you got four numbers. You got the physical number, the mental number, the emotional number, the spiritual number. And you think of them as four legs of a table. Okay. So if they're uneven, right, it's harder to eat off a table that's uneven, right? If they're slanted one way or another. So a balanced table is important. But also having the table at the right height. Because if you're in a normal chair, you know, say a 9 or 10 is at the right table level, okay? Then then you having the spiritual, the physical, the mental, emotional, and having that all even and at the right level is where you're at your best. 
And that's what the whole idea of the show is a new direction is to help people be at their best in whatever it is, whether it's their life or their business or their career or whatever. And that's the whole point of it. And man, we've got so many listeners and uh, that are joining us here on Facebook Live. Thank you all so much for joining us. I know Chris is going to be so excited. So let me tell you about um, our, our next guest, Chris Jones, because Chris Jones is, um, well, I'm going to tell you something. He's a guy who is authentic. He is real. He is. Uh, he's currently living in Dallas, Texas. Uh, he actually comes from the, my home state, where I'm talking to you right now, which is North Carolina. He he dreamed up the the series of books called Reversion. Uh, these are the two books that he's got out so far, and and it's a series, and it evolved from original story idea, and it came from a novel, and he started and he started evolving it, and then it became this unique blend of storytelling dialogue mixed with science fiction and then intrigue and romance and and then chris is also a comedian so he's funny guy as well but the one thing that chris struggle has struggled with uh, for really his whole life has been depression and a little bit of bipolar and so today we're going to talk to him about that so uh first of all let me welcome to the show everybody please welcome chris jones chris welcome to a new direction thank you for having me um so, uh, by the way, Chris is brought to you today by, and I always feel like I want to say like it's a Sesame Street thing, you know, he's brought to you by the number three, but he's not. Actually, Chris is brought to you by Inline Business and Brokers and Advisors. They have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of their businesses. When it's time to sell your business, contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more online at Inline. Dot com. That's www.enlign.com. Tell uh, Jeff Snell that you heard and his associates that you heard us talk about him on on, on A New Direction with Jay Izzo. Uh, Chris, so uh, let's talk about depression. I know that's not a real popular thing, but we all we all deal with it, right? On some level? Uh, to, on some level, everybody does. I think it's most people live with uh, normal things they don't recognize that they're happy or sad or whatever but at the times when it's the rip when it's the worst is when they will know it's depression and you know, usually most people get over it and move on with their lives but there's other people that they deal with it on a daily basis so do you do you think it's hard I mean, was it hard for you to come to grips with the idea that you were that you suffered or were suffering from depression? And was that was that a difficult for you? It it wasn't really hard to get a grip on that per se. The hard part was actually getting uh, myself in to get treatment with doctors and trying to learn how to deal with the different meds that they. Uh, want me to try uh, they've never really found one that uh, works perfectly on me so we we spend a lot of time trying to get the right cocktail of medicines <laughs> that actually will work that's, that's and at the same time i'm trying to do therapy to you know learn how to deal with my emotions a little more mm -hmm. directly without medication so so that's the part that i really really got to, to learn home yeah do you, we, what, how did you, I mean, was it, did you wake up one morning and just go, dude, you're depressed? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just, you just, actually, actually, no, it was never really something that I 
I called depression until many years later after I was diagnosed. I always kind of knew something was off, but calling it depression was just not one of the things I called it. It's just something that was off from as far back as I can remember, and uh, at times it's better, other times it's not. I can keep myself distracted. I can keep myself from uh, really noticing it, so... That's part of where the books came from. Yeah, well, and, and I want to talk about these books because the, the, the books, uh, Reversion, sorry, Reversion, Reset the Future, and Reversion, uh, Lost in Time, uh, that Chris has wrote. It's part of this science fiction series that he's wrote, which has been a, this has been um, High Sandy Candidate from uh, Northern California. Thanks for dropping in. So these books were a help to you in fighting your depression writing these books why was writing a book uh why was writing books such a help to you in terms of overcoming depression well first let me let me correct that because it's okay. not exactly the writing of the book that uh helped to fight the depression eventually I, when i did start writing the book i was writing it from the stories that i had uh developed over years but it was actually the living in that world of trying to come up with new ways to think and uh stories in there and from the start to beginning or to the end and that part of it was the part that actually kept me from feeling so depressed eventually when i turned about 46 or 47 i decided you know i've got a lot of these stories here that i've been developing over the years why don't i go ahead and see if i can write it and that that gave me some distraction as well so it wasn't really the books writing themselves that uh, that that got me out of it it was the uh fantasy side of it and getting that story out that got me uh, from feeling a little less depressed. So when, so when you, so yeah, so what you're doing here is you're living in this, you're living in a fantasy, you've, you've got this idea in your head, this fantasy world, and you're living in this world that's distracting you from what, it, you know, from your depression, right? You're just, they're just, Correct. you're just, damaged. so, so, I mean, <laughs> I, I've, I've read some things where you've talked about on Goodreads. By the way, if you're a Goodreads reader, this uh, book, these books are on Goodreads, and you can actually review them, and I highly recommend that you do. The The stories are just fascinatingly intriguing. If, if you're into science fiction and time travel and, and a little romance and, and a little intrigue and a little espionage, I think you'll enjoy both of these books because these books certainly lend itself to that and and chris they're very well written and chris has done a great job uh right from the introduction they're they're they kind of go okay I, i'm gonna have to go through that so for there's many symptoms that we see in depression right like for instance it, it could be a loss of interest in activities that we normally take pleasure in it could be gaining weight or sometimes it can be even weight loss uh you know, trouble sleeping or feeling sleepy during the day. Sometimes people are restless and agitated or they're sluggish and they slow down physically or mentally. Um, sometimes they're just tired and have no energy. Sometimes they feel worthless or guilty. 
Um, sometimes they can't concentrate, have a hard time making decisions. Sometimes, um, you know, it gets it, and it can get even worse from there. What What were some of your symptoms that you were that, and maybe you still experience them? What were some of them for you? Uh, it varied over the years. Uh, when I was much younger, it it actually was one of those things where I was just doing my best to stay away from the world, defocus myself. Um, I was active, but I was active to my own uh, self and not really dealing with other people for the most part. And I guess to some degree, I was having a lot more tiredness than uh, should be expected. Uh, as I grew up, I think I got to a point where I was starting to gain weight, and that probably continued uh, through the years. I'm actually at a point now where I'm starting to lose a little weight, but not not where I want to be yet. Sure. And I think still, to some degree, I have a tendency to oversleep when I don't really need to. Mm-hmm. So, so okay, I want to share something with the folks. And I know this; it's not it's not printed necessarily on your bio anywhere. But the truth of the matter is, you, you've also done comedy, right? <laughs> Well, I, when I when I say done comedy, I've actually written jokes and all. I haven't done the okay. You haven't done the stand up uh, piece. Com- comedy stand up. Right, but but you write you write comic material. I mean, I've gone to your Facebook page and there's a lot of funny stuff on your. I mean, you pull a lot of funny stuff on your Facebook uh, feed. So I mean, that's that's hard. That's hard to. That's part of my uh, therapy, really, because the more you laugh, believe it or not, the the more you can laugh at yourself, especially, the easier it is to deal with depression. Well, no, we, well, of course, we 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 release dopamine, which is a drug that we have in the brain that helps us feel happy, and then endorphins that also help us feel happy. So, whenever we're doing things that um, laugh, make us laugh, or when we can laugh, we actually have a better. We're actually better able to handle life and the troubles of life when we can laugh at life. And I. I, I thought it was interesting, uh, Don Curtis, your publicist, who wrote me about you, but she said, you know, he's a funny guy. He's really a funny guy. And I thought, you know, a lot of people don't realize that people who are funny or who enjoy a sense of humor or uh, are are generally uh, do funny things, they can actually, underneath all that, can be depressed. Yep. That, that's very true, um quite a few of the comedians that uh, have passed away in the uh, recent years were quite depressed underneath and nobody really knew it until they were gone. Right. Yeah. Well, Robin Williams, Rob, right? Robin, Robin Williams being one of those. Yeah. Classic example of a guy you would go, what? That guy's depressed? Are you kidding me? Right. And we don't, and I think people, I think people, you know, will look at a celebrity you know, and I think we'll look at them and we'll go, well, what do you have to be depressed about, right? You're making millions upon millions of dollars, right? Maybe even a billion dollars in your lifetime. And what what do you have to be depressed about? And this is why I tell people, you know, when it comes to depression, I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care where your walk of life is. At some point, 
and and trust me, people, there, the folks, there are there are people that are listening to the show, watching the show, listening on the podcast, or you are, or you know somebody who struggles with depression on some level. Now it doesn't it doesn't have to be major depression, right? I mean, I, I do have I have some I have a couple friends who deal with major depression. They've actually had to have have a brain a brain reboot. Sorry, a brain reboot where they actually have gone through electroshock therapy, and um, literally rebooted their brain brain to help them get through it. And it's a very long arduous practice. I'm not I'm not necessarily talking about that type of depression. I'm talking about the type of depression that can come on, you know, that can come on suddenly without expectation you, and it could be as a result of a situation or simply that it's been it's been lingering with you you just don't realize that sometimes the reason why you've been forgetful sometimes and I'm not saying that's all the cases but sometimes maybe it's because you feel a little extra tired or sluggish or you just don't have the energy whatever maybe because there's something else going on with you inside that what when was the decision Chris for you that said, I need to see somebody about this? <laughs> uh, I had a complete nervous breakdown, essentially. And it got got so bad that, you know, eventually my dad told me, he said, hey, you, you gotta you got to get help because this, this isn't getting better. And so it was really the instigation of that breakdown and, and my dad telling me what I needed to do that uh, made me decide to, that I needed that help. So, and by the way, we're talking with author Chris. Chris Jones wrote these two um, science fiction books, by the way, that have really been part of his therapy in terms of getting over depression. Uh, the books are a reversion. It's part of a series, uh, Lost in Time, Reset the Future, and you can get these on Amazon. And uh, they're available. They're also, you can find these Goodreads as well if you're a Goodreads person. Uh, the, the books are uh, the books are science fiction, and they're they're a fun read. And they're, there's a lot of uh, really cool. Uh, I think if you're a science fiction person, I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to find that um, these books are going to be. Are you going to really truly enjoy them? And Chris, of course, is brought to us today by our sponsor of the day, Inline Business and Brokers. Inline business brokers and advisors uh, represent profitable privately held companies with a gross annual revenue in excess of a million dollars. Inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality. That is their trademark, folks, that it's complete confidentiality. You can learn more at inline.com. That's www.inline.com. Tell Jeff Snell and his folks that you heard them here on A New Direction with Jay Izzo. And that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, by the way, I, I should just say uh, Lisa, Jim, John, Samantha, Kevin, uh, Diane, Britt, uh, Sean Bay, Wright. Um, thanks for joining us uh, here on A New Directions. And you can always uh, find us, by the way, every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern um, right here on the Jay Izzo Facebook page and uh, my page. And you can always join us as I interview authors and guests, helping people find a new direction in their life, their business, and their career. And uh, today we're talking with Chris Jones, the author of the Reversion uh, series books. Hi, Christine. And we, we're, we're talking about depression and how he, how he dealt with depression, how he deals with depression, and hopefully helpful, help, help a number of you out there who struggle with it in, in overcoming depression. So, 
So, Chris, when it came to when it came to your personal depression, you also talk about that there was a little bipolar thing going on as well. Is that true? That's correct. Is that, is that correct? That's correct. So, you know, bipolar, yeah. Yeah, bipolar we think of more as a little bit manic depressive, right? And, and, and by the way, it's common. It's common, by the way, we see this, by the way, psychologically. It, it's, it's, not, it's not an uncommon thing to see a little bit of bipolar manic depressiveness uh, company one or the other. When they told, when they brought up the word bipolar, what was your first thought? <laughs> I thought immediately that uh, I was in trouble because at that time I was thinking depression as a uh, simple thing to, that I could easily get over. And then they said bipolar, and I'm thinking now I've got a disease. So, <laughs> I mean, it's truly not the same thing. They're both uh, mental disorders within the brain, but at that point, first stage when I heard that I wasn't smart enough to know all of that so so did so when so <laughs> I don't want to make fun of this but I'm, I think it's kind of there is some humor in it so when you heard the word bipolar did that make you depressed <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean to sound that <laughs> I mean, uh, did that depress you, know, you? did that depress know, you even actually more actually it did <laughs> <laughs> Because, I, I mean, right? I mean, you go, I mean, here you are. You know you're dealing with depression. Then they come out with bipolar. I'm like going, oh, my God, you just throw out another diagnosis at me. I would think, you folks, what are you doing to me, man? You're going to make me even more depressed. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> is that what you did? Is that what you thought? So That, that is truly what I thought, yes. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It, it's so, and, and Denise, you're right, labels are painful. I think sometimes what happens when we, when we get these diagnoses, I don't think, I, I, I'm sure doctors know. I'm, I'm never going to question a doctor's judgment. I mean, they got to let us know. I mean, they, they need to let us know. But you just kind of wonder, I mean, is there a better way that you could approach it? But I think we all go, doc, just tell me the truth. Right. I mean, I mean, you wouldn't want him hiding that information. Right. Right. So and yet and yet when you hear the information, it's not all that helpful. So, I mean, how did you what did you have to do to get yourself through when you hear that and you hear the word bipolar? What did you have to do to get through that? Well, you know, in the, in the process of telling me that I was uh somewhat bipolar, they explained what all that really meant and, you know, what depression is, which I had really not even gotten to a point where I understood all of that before that point. And they explained that to me and explained that it is a, uh, in my case, it was a chemical imbalance that was causing it and it could be treated and that was once I got to that understanding, I realized I'm in trouble, but uh, at least have some kind of a fix there that may help. You, you, you know, in my, here's the thing about, I, w- I want folks to hear me on this depression issue. You know, if somebody breaks their leg, we have no problem, you know, giving you a painkiller and a cast. 
if your brain goes on a break, right? Because you can break your brain. All right, folks, your brain is chemicals. There's let me let me explain something. There are 5,000 microscopic chemicals known as neurotransmitters that pass through over 100 billion synaptic clefts, microscopic synaptic clefts in your brain. 100 billion. Okay? If one of those 5,000 plus neurotransmitters does not deploy or get sucked back up into the previous dendrite, what happens is your brain can break chemically. For whatever reason, we think that if you have a chemical problem in your brain, that somehow that is so magically different than having a bone break or a torn muscle or a... And, and, and it bothers me to no end because a brain can break. I mean, folks, if you don't put the right nutrients in your body, your body's going to break down. If the brain does not have the right chemicals that pass through those microscopic synaptic clefts, your brain is going to break down. It, there, is no, there is no difference. And I think it's, I think what, what makes me, I, I think it's because people don't understand the brain, first of all. Chris, I mean, right? I mean, I think that's the hardest thing is that we don't I, understand it. I, I, yeah, I think it's even with the doctors, you know, they're working with me to try to figure out what uh, meds will work the best for me, but it's always been about what chemicals are they trying to affect and right. how each of those are deficient within my system. So Yeah, so 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 folks, there are um there are these chemicals in the brain and Serotonin is one of these chemicals. You may have heard of SRIs, right? Um, uh, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, right? Basically, when we can leave serotonin in that little microscopic gap, okay, if we can leave that in there, it actually, and we don't allow it to get reuptaked back up into the previous dendrite, if we can let it sit in that, that little synaptic cleft, that little area that's microscopic, if we can do that, for some level of depression, if we can leave that serotonin in there, what happens is that can actually help people feel less depressed. Because for some people, the, the serotonin, for whatever reason, is either not released or there's not enough of it being released. Okay? Now, I want to tell you, I'm going to be really vulnerable with you um, um, from my perspective. I was having, and, and we're talking with Chris Jones here, and I'm... And, and so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to share with Chris and the rest of you a true story. So I was struggling. Uh, I, I was having all sorts of problems. And they were, they were physically related. And I was getting blood tests. And we couldn't figure out why. I was feeling tired. My energy was reduced. I was working out every day. But there was nothing working. And I was feeling... Uh, I was just... It was just reversing, and I thought, well, I'm just getting older, right? So I went to the doctor, and I got these blood tests, and he said, something doesn't look right to me. And so he said, I want to do a second blood test, and I want to check what's going on with your pituitary gland. And my pituitary gland was overproducing prolactin, okay? 
prolactin is a particular hormone that's released into your body and if it's released at high levels in men it completely reduces their testosterone down to nothing it's 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 a it's a problem and it could cause depression in guys and that type of thing and so what had happened was I was producing prolactin I actually had to go they set me up a brain scan I had to go get brain scanned and uh, because they thought I had a tumor on my pituitary gland that was pushing out all of this uh, prolactin into my system and thankfully uh, they did the brain scan and that was not the case it's just that I was over for whatever reason my body was producing this at extraordinary high levels and they had to find a way to reverse it and so I had to go on to a testosterone um, therapy in order to help um, do that and to help reverse it and and it's been amazing for me because it's changed it's changed my life it's changed the way I view life it's changed the way I'm able to overcome it because there's a chemical being released in my brain that's affecting the rest of my body okay when when we have depression folks when people are suffering from depression whatever level of depression it is you have to understand that this is a chemical system and it's a chemical system failure and for whatever reason some of you are out there questioning well, you know, well, I, I don't think it has anything to do with anything else. I think people can just get over it. Folks, the, the, chem, the chemicals are real, okay? These 5,000 plus newer transmitters that are going through our brain, they're absolutely real. Which is why, Chris, I'm coming back to you now, which is why we have such a difficulty, as you've gone through, of trying to find the right, the right medication to help keep that all in balance. Correct. It's one of those things that uh, it still goes back to the understanding of how those chemicals all work. And then once you do understand, and not all of the doctors really truly understand, but once you do understand, finding the right set of medications to actually balance that back out. Yeah, so, you you know, I I taught um, one of my students, uh, Samantha, is on... Um, watching us right now and she she's reminded because I she had I had her in my class and I was teaching anatomy brain anatomy and function and uh, you know one of the things that I was trying to have tried to explain to people about this is that there are so many factors because if you think about there is 5,000 chemicals that run through a hundred billion spots in your brain and if you think about that you try to try to do a combination of 5,000 all right you know it could be one it could be two it could be three it could be the the way it's released it could be how much of it's released it and it could be any number of these 5,000 neurotransmitters that can have a dramatic adverse effect right by the same token by the same token and this was what Chris was talking about before by the same token, there are things that we can do to get uh, those things to those, those the right type of, of neurotransmitter, dopamine, right? Endorphins, right? Certain endorphins and dopamine, for instance, serotonin um, that we can, we can do that like laughter produces dopamine, okay? It does. It produces dopamine, which 
is a very helpful, happy drug, by the way, that runs through your brain. Sorry, you're on, you're on, you're on, you're on drugs, folks. <laughs> I know, I know how, I mean, Chris, right? They're on drugs. I mean, you're, when yeah. you're laughing, you're on drugs. You're on dopamine. You go to a, you go to a comedy show to get high, not to, <laughs> not to uh, have fun. Yeah, the quote of the day. You go to a comedy show to get high, not to have fun. Chris Jones, ladies and gentlemen, author. By the way, <laughs> let's get let's get to these two. Let's get to these great books. Uh, Reversion, uh, reset the future, and Reversion, lost in time. Uh, these are two of his uh, science fiction books that, and he's used these stories to help him escape his own depression, and he's used these science fiction stories, uh, lost in time, and reset the future. He's used these to help him distract himself from his own dealing with depression and his own fight with this um, disorder and um, he's been willing to share with us and talk with us his battles and why um, and how he's dealt with it and and the whole goal here of our show here on a new direction is to help you um, help somebody or help yourself understand that first of all you may not be able to do this alone. Secondly, it may take someone to say, hey, look, you need to get help. If you listen to Chris, he, you know, his dad said, look, man, you know, you need to, you need to see somebody and you need to do this. And you know what, when it comes with that is listening to that person and actually acting on that piece, uh, which I think is incredibly important. And it's also difficult. And uh, we, we totally get that. And then it's, it's understanding that this is a long, this could be a long-term process, right? Now, Chris, do you think this is going to be a lifetime thing for you, or is this going to be something that maybe at some point you're going to be able to do this without any medication? Uh, at the moment, I don't really have any reason to believe that this is going to have an end, but I mean, I've gone, gone through this for the better part of 40 plus years. Mm -hmm. And I'm still not all that confident that the doctors know what they're doing yet. So right. that doesn't mean that at some point in my life that uh, they will find that magical cure or I will do something that actually changes the way I think on that. Okay, so I don't, I don't know what that is yet. So, so your depression right now as it stands... Right, and and I, I know we we talk about the bipolar, the dysthymia. Your depression right now, as it right stand, as it stands right now, what symptoms do you have a tendency to experience, even with the medication? What type of what type of symptoms can you experience that says, "Oh man, I'm I'm slipping here." Uh, I start to lose focus with uh, things that I need to do. Um, Times I just don't really feel like doing anything. Uh, at times I spend more time laying in bed and sleeping than I do getting up and interacting with the world. All of those seem to have an impact to tell me that I'm actually suffering more than I should be at the time. Now, do, does that now where you at when you start feeling those things? Does that trigger you? to say, you know what, I may need to check back in with my doctor. Uh, actually, I'm seeing my doc doctor pretty regular right now because okay. we're sort of in that limbo mode where we haven't exactly gotten medications correct yet. 
I actually went through a period where I was being treated and then at some point they stopped treating and I actually went to work and for whatever reason I was able to distract myself so well that I didn't really focus on the depression. It was still there, but I didn't really have treatment going on at the time. Mm -hmm. And then at some point I actually lost my job being you know, laid off and all and after a short period there, eventually things started coming back because I had no way to really distract myself. And so went back to the doctors. Now they're trying to figure out again how to treat me. So I'm sort of in a limbo trying to figure out what is going to work and where we're going. And so I'm seeing a doctor almost on a monthly basis right now. So... So, so when you, when you lost your job, that, that kind of even put it, that just kind of really reinvigorated, for lack of a better term, reinvigorated the depression that you were already dealing with. Yep. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah, and I think people need to hear that too, is that uh, if you're prone to it, then if you have a situation, you know, it's, it's only going to be natural that you know, you can find yourself going down that, uh, going down that, that, that cycle. And, and, and I, and you did the right thing, right? I mean, you knew that this was, you knew that this was pushing you down a bad road. So, you know, did you, I mean, did you just, did you say, Hey, listen, I got to get, check myself in to the doctor or how did that go? It, well, I mean, it's pretty much having already been through it once before. I knew I needed to get checked out. Mm -hmm. And eventually I just went ahead to the doc and we started going through new treatments again. So, so let, let me ask you, let me ask you this, um, about your depression and, 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 it, and I, and listen, I'm not here and I, I know that you're not saying that your depression is the same as anybody else's depression at all but does talking about it like we're doing right now does talking about it help uh, i'm not so focused on it right now so i would say yeah it's it definitely helps interacting with individuals is always going to be a, a way to uh, defocus from the depression and actually give you something to uh take your mind off of what is really bothering you. Even talking about what is bothering you can help quite a bit for that matter. For, you know, Freud, uh, I'm not a big Sigmund Freud fan. So before anybody gets on this Facebook live or hits me up on my uh, podcast, um, telling me you're a Freud guy, I'm not a Freud guy. Okay. That's not where my background is. But Freud did talk about, and the one thing that Freud did give us, which I think is absolutely true, is catharsis is it is good for us. When we're able to talk, the more we're able to talk about it, the more we're able to talk about whatever issues that we're dealing with, the better um, it seems that we're able to relieve ourselves of some of that. So, I, I, and I believe that to be firmly true, by the way, that as we're able to talk about what we're going through, what we're dealing with, uh, as the more vulnerable that we get in terms of our own depression and our own or whatever it is that we're dealing with, I, I just think that it makes it easy. I think it's easier for us to 
I think there's a healthy way for us to express that. And uh, so I, th- I think that's I think that's important. But the, you know what I think is really cool here, Chris, is that in you sharing your story with us, as you are doing today here, and I thank you for doing that, you're helping a lot of people. I mean, how does that make you feel? I mean, knowing that, I mean, you're, I know that you're watching the Facebook feed and you're watching people come online. And you're watching them yep. come on, and you're and you're seeing the number of people who've come on and are listening and and watching, and some are some are commenting more than others. I mean, how does that make you feel that these people are listening to you, wanting to you know, wanting to hear because you know that you're helping them? It's 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 about the same as uh, my when I'm telling jokes and people are laughing at it. It's <laughs> It's a high just knowing that people are actually listening to me. Yeah, it's, it's, um, Denise, um, Matthew says, finding common ground and sharing like-mindedness, being vulnerable is so, so important. And I, you know, you've got people who are listening and, and some, I'm not listening. I don't know who's, where anybody's at. I don't ask them to tell me. But I do know that whether there are people listening and watching right now, whether you're listening to the podcast or you're you're watching and listening on the Facebook live feed or wherever you're doing that from the fact of the matter is you could be in a place or you know somebody who's in a place who's who has to deal with this and and you know what was the most helpful thing that somebody just a normal I mean I know your dad was incredibly influential to you in terms of helping you get going to the doctor but what have been some of the things that other people have done for you that you found extraordinarily helpful as you were dealing with your depression and bipolar? Uh, my therapist that uh, I see fairly often is, you know, just a discussion that I have with her about my daily routines and some of the things that are bothering me. That actually has been very influential in changing some of what I'm able to uh how I actually deal with the depression, uh, knowing that I have family around that, uh, I can talk to as well, especially my sister and her kids. That gives me, uh, additional, uh, ways to release the, release the depression as well. So what about friends? Do you have, do you have friends that, um, you know, kind of encourage you or, I do. Uh, a lot of them are from when I was working, and I still stay in contact with them. So I do con- talk to them as well. And Family and friends are the biggest, and they will. You'll find that uh, they will be the ones that uh, you'll lean on the most when you're not uh, doing so well, and. Then and at that time, you'll find out sometimes that some of them are also having similar problems, and so they will lean on you at some point too. And believe it or not, that actually helps. Yeah. Now you know you've helped somebody else as well. Yeah. So so having having actually having people need you, or 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 express a need for you is actually helpful for you. Correct. I I. I you know, I first of all, I, first of all, I want to commend you for that because I think sometimes what happens is in 
I've, I've been depressed and I've seen people with depression that isolate themselves from everybody around them. And uh, that's not the path that you're taking here, which I think is extraordinarily powerful that, that people need to pay attention to is that sometimes the person who is actually going through depression, sometimes the thing that helps them get out of depression is knowing that they're needed. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. right? I mean, knowing that Wait, you're needed uh, is important. This this is going to take it a little bit off of the topic, but one of the things that uh, my therapist had brought up, and she, and she will always ask me if uh, you know I'm suicidal at the time, and I always point out to her, no, that's not the not the case. I'm never never in a position where I feel like that's an option. But the one thing that uh, she pointed out is that a lot of times that the people who are suicidal forget that there are people that they're leaving behind that are going to need them. And the reality is, is that I know there are people out there that I, that are going to need me and I can't re- reasonably give up on them that easy, which wow. is why I'm not suicidal. Wow. Well, I, uh, I hope, first of all, that was not off topic. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful, man. I'm, I'm just telling you, Chris, that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. You appreciate rec- it. Yeah, rec- I mean, recognizing, recognizing that, that you, that there are people that, that still need you is, is so, so powerful. Because it, it keeps you to that. That's that's beautiful. We're talking with Chris Jones. He is author of these two science fiction books, uh, Reversion, uh, Reset the Future, and Lost in Time. And they're available on Amazon. And um, I, you can also get them at your favorite bookstore as well. If they don't have them, you can just ask for them. They can get again. Again, it's called Reversion is the name of these two books. And uh, Chris is also, he's, he's actually used these books, the writing of these books, of these science fiction books, as a way of combating his own depression. And... So today we've been talking about depression and here on A New Direction with Jay Izzo. And I, I got to tell you that uh, I am one who is not afraid to tackle topics that may be uncomfortable to folks. Um, I believe that we need to be, I believe that I have to be responsible to help people where they're at. And I know that I've got a number of listeners, I've got a number of you, and, and I've even had to deal with situational depression from time to time myself throughout my life. And, and uh, I get it. And I know that there are people who do. So, um, Chris, Chris um, said, "Hey, look, I really want to help people as much as I can with their depression." So um, he asked to do this as well, and I said, "Awesome." So, um, and by the way, Chris is brought to you today by our sponsor, Inline Business and Brokers and Advisors. Are you a business owner? At some point, you're going to need the services of an experienced business broker. Selling your business is a big decision. Make sure you build your deal team starting with the experts at Enline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more at Enline.com. That's www.enlign.com. Tell Jeff Snell and his folks at Enline Business and Brokers that you heard uh, us mention him here at A New Direction with Jay Izzo. And again, we're talking with Chris Jones. Thanks, James Nellis and Pam uh, Miller Nigren for joining us here on A New Direction. Appreciate that as well. Um, here on our Facebook live feed and as well as folks who will be listening later on the podcast. We really appreciate that. So Chris, when it, 
when it came did, did depression have uh, an effect on doing your job or did or was it was that were the two not connected well at the beginning i didn't think it was really affecting my job in fact i thought the job was really making it easier for me because i had something to distract myself with but the problem was that while I was working, the depression was still there in the background. And of course, if you don't deal with one problem, it can tend to lead to other problems. Sure. Like in my case, it seems to have started to affect my memory, which is really noticeable when you're, when you're a person who had pretty much a photographic memory most of your life suddenly you don't remember things so well and i know people say well you're getting older but this wasn't from getting older this was something else right. and i knew it was there and finding out that the depression was probably the cause for it is one of those things that reminded me that i wasn't getting the treatment i needed mm -hmm. yeah I, I i don't think people understand that connection between memory and depression um, when when we go through depression, actually our memory is totally affected. Uh, and the simplest things, it's the simplest things that we just all of a sudden can't remember to do. It's, I'm, I'm not, not talking about, you know, like forgetting the the name of the guy who played Darth Vader in Star Wars. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that these are tasks that you you do, and all of a sudden it's just gone. And depression can interfere with your everyday life. I mean, it, it can interfere with your children. It can interfere with your spouse or your significant other. And it could be little things that lead to it. And you don't even realize that it is. And then in your case, Chris, you lost your job, bec you know, probably as a result. I mean, at least it was connected in some way. Actually, actually it wasn't because of that. It was a normal layoff round because they were downsizing. Okay. And that, but I, and, I kind of figured at some point with the way my memory was going, I probably would lose my job. Got it. I got it. Okay. And then, but then when you lost your job, that's, that spiraled you down even further. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. And how long ago was that, that you lost your job? Oh, about a year, year and a half ago, maybe. Okay. And, and, and at that time, if on a scale of one to 10, one being, I felt like my my life could not go any lower when you lost your job, or ten being my can, my life couldn't be any better. What what would you say you were at on that scale of one to ten at that time when you lost your job? Well, there was two sides of it. One was the fact that you know this company is laying people off, they're downsizing, and I felt threatened on a daily basis because I didn't know when I was going to be gone. Mm. So I kind of had a, a high feeling from that when I did lose my job because now I wasn't going to have to worry about that anymore. Right. So I, I would say I was probably around a five at that point. Okay, and then and then right now, year and a half later, scale of one to ten, same thing. Where are you at with in terms of your own depression? Uh, I'd probably say I'm still about a five now. So it's, it's maybe a little more, maybe a little higher, maybe a six. Maybe a six. Maybe a six. Okay, 5.5. .5. Can we go there? 
Well, it's probably closer to six. <laughs> okay, good, <laughs> good. So, so did, I mean, so if if you were at a five, you were at a five because you got a little high of being relieved by the fact that you didn't have weren't going to have to worry about it. Did you dip? How right. low, how low did you dip? After oh, it's, it didn't it didn't hit right away. Actually, the first uh, time it actually hit me was when I was. Uh, driving out to one of my doctor's appointments and I just happened to drive in the same general direction that I go to would go to work that's when it first hit me and that's when I dipped so I'd say I dipped to maybe about a two or a three okay and then have you been on a steady climb improving since or has it just been up and down uh it's been up and down and then that's normal that's that's normal when we're dealing with depression. It's it, it's never stationary. It's always up and down. It's it it, it always is. I, I think there is we're fooling ourselves if we believe that. Oh yeah, okay. Now I'm I'm on my way all the way back up. I eh, you know you're gonna go up and down. It's just it's just the way it works. Um. So Chris, these books, you know, you know, I read your introductions and of uh, the first book and, and and read your introductions, second book as well. One of the things that I thought was curious to me as I wondered, you know, as you were writing these books, you know, you said, you said to me in a, in a recent letter that the, this, this, this character, one of the characters in here was actually your alter ego. And did, and did that help you? Uh, it was my way of, uh, putting out, uh, who I am, I guess. I'm not really sure how it helped me, but uh, it's it's me taking my alter, my ego, and what I am going through, and trying to put a better face on it. If you know what I mean. Sure, sure, absolutely. So, Chris, do you know we've been on an hour? Yep, I noticed. <laughs> Did you know? I'm, and it doesn't feel like an hour. You, you've been. It does. Does it feel like an hour to you? It did. No, it definitely didn't feel like an hour. It felt like it went pretty fast. It, it, it did. And, you know, I think I know that you've helped a lot of people talking about your depression and how you've dealt with it and and that type of thing. But I, I always ask every guest before I have them close, if you could help people find a new direction for their depression, what would you say to them to help them most? Don't forget your family and your friends. They are always there. And remember that no matter how low you think you are, there will be better days ahead. There it is, folks. Chris Jones wrote these books, Lost in Time, Reset the Future, part of the reversion series of science fiction books that Chris wrote that has been part of his therapy um, overcoming his own depression and we've been talking about depression today and uh, folks let me just say this if you are someone who has experienced depression or you know somebody who is l- let me just say be a friend first don't judge as well you don't know what somebody you, you just don't know what somebody else is going through you don't know how powerful your words can be, a powerful word of encouragement can be, how powerful you can be sometimes just to firmly shake someone's hand, look them in the eye and say, man, 
you know what you're awesome you know you you you're important to me i th- and i appreciate you uh you don't know what it means to the lady at checking out your groceries to just give her a smile and say thank you so much right wish her a happy new year you you don't know uh, just how the simplest things in life can encourage someone because you don't know what battles they're battling. They can they could put on the face. They could be an author like this, right? Two books. Thousands of people read his books. Thousands, tens of thousands of people read his books. Would you know he had depression? You wouldn't think it, right? So you never, never judge a book by its cover. I don't know. I don't think I could say it any better than that. Never judge a book by its cover. Uh, Chris, stay on with me as as I close the show. So, folks, um, be a friend. Do yourself a favor, and um, and also, you know, if you see somebody who is in depression, it's severe. Encourage them to get help. It's okay. The brain can break just like a leg or an ankle, or you can sprain it, just like an ankle. Your brain can be sprained. Your brain can be broken. Your your brain can be hurt in the same way your body can. Don't misjudge that. Don't put that in a separate category. Your brain can break. Your brain can be sprained. Your brain can be injured. Right? The chemicals don't always work the way we want them to. So encourage somebody today. So folks, as I let go of the show um, this week, I just want to thank you and tell you how grateful I am, all of you who listen across the country and even in the world. We have so many listeners now who are listening in different parts of the world, and I never expected people listening to this program in the world, the people who listen to the podcast. Folks, thank you so much, who, you folks who listen on iTunes and Spotify and iHeartRadio and you folks who listen on Stitcher and Google Play and TuneIn Radio. Thank you so much for listening to this show on New Direction with Jay Izzo. Do me a favor, would you please, when you go to your iTunes or you go to your Stitcher or you go to iHeartRadio, would you give me a positive review? It always helps so much if you will review my show positively and, and it encourages others and it helps us help as many people as we can because that's what our show is about. Our show is about helping as many people as we can find a new direction in their life, in their business, in their career. And, and that is the way the show is going to be and I'm going to I'm going to tackle tough tough topics as well. So until then, folks, do me a favor, inspire someone. Because when you inspire someone, they can inspire someone else. And when that happens, we can start setting the world on fire and make it viral where we can start motivating so many other people. Folks, have yourself a great week. I will talk to you next week with another amazing guest. I'll see you next Thursday. Ciao, everybody. Find your strength.